one of the better editions of 2022 was that uh, bugle yeah thousand percent i was gonna say you hear the bugle you know what that means it is time for another noodleberg daily huddle and it's a special edition because it's a monday and you know on every monday we've got the great Lori salarulo with us so <laughs> doesn't get any better Listen, Christian told me his his wife puts it on the big screen TV on Monday because she loves having a woman on the show on Monday. Let's go. uh, You know, it shows our flexibility and our adaptability. So, uh, so Lori, why don't you kick it off? Because it was a big weekend for you. Yeah, let's see. Um, So Saturday uh, got to speak. Uh, the, The guys weren't feeling so great around here. So Saturday, I got to speak. Uh, our friend Cindy Meltzer invited me to be the keynote at the Fit Team Conference, um, and it was really fun. What a great group! They just made you feel so welcome. Everybody that spoke, they stood up, they clapped. The music was awesome. Just the energy in the room was fantastic. Talked about courage, commitment, and clarity. Gotta love Cindy coming through with the invite, and uh, great job. Love that. Yeah. Yep, had fun with that. So, and what'd you do yesterday? I did nothing yesterday. I did a couple of Christmas gifts, ran to one store, Best Buy. Other than that, I was here looking for a new refrigerator, ordering some things online, watching football, watching movies. I was just, just needed to chill. Very nice. Lots of good football to be watched. What about you, uh, my son? So Saturday, for those of you that are Oakland Park residents, there was like a Christmas festival going on at, at the park, which was awesome. And uh, so we got to take the family out there. They had a little snow pile, which was unbelievable. They had kids sledding. They had Santa Claus. They had a line for that for people to see. Big old Christmas tree. So it was cool to be out in the neighborhood. They had like a kid's choir that was singing and stuff. Very cool. Uh, saw a ton of local businesses that had decorated a bunch of the Christmas trees. So that was fun. You know, Jules is a maniac. He's crawling. He's eating. He's doing everything. I don't know if you saw that picture. Yeah, what was he eating with no hands? He made baked apples. And Gabby put peanut butter on top of the apple. And for whatever reason, he decided he was going to try to eat it with his face and not his hands. <laughs> so he just put his face down on the... The apple doesn't fall far. You know? <laughs> like, <all right. laughs> that, was, that was like a fucking layup, man. There you go. He was, practice, he was practicing his, uh, his bobbing for apples. That's but what I, I was do, thinking, Shay. So I, I do want to kind of mention this because I wrote my post about it this morning. Saturday night, Gabby and I just, you know, sat down on the couch. We're through a lot of our shows. So we were trying to figure out what we wanted to watch. And we saw this documentary, Stutz which is on Netflix, which is about Phil Stutz, who is the therapist for uh, Jonah Hill and has been the therapist for a lot of uh, CEOs and celebrities. And what he talked about in this documentary, the tools to be successful, the tools that he gives people, was the best 90 minutes of the weekend for sure because it was so valuable, so knowledgeable. It was fantastic. 
Wow. A little bit of learning. Yeah. I mean, you know, 930 at night on Saturday night, you're sitting on the couch thinking you're about to waste away the next hour and a half. But no, like you, we were in it. I was taking notes. I had my notepad out. It was like I was in. Uh, Shay, you got any pictures? Of, Wait, uh, I just, I just want to say something. I yeah. mean, seriously, <laughs> this is what we think is exciting now on a Saturday. Night. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you well, know what? I was like, yeah. wow, knowledge coming out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, I, in all fairness, though, the, the weeks are filled with events and people and stuff. If you don't recharge your batteries, man, Great. it can. The weeks start stacking, and right. you, that's how you create fatigue. So yeah, that's how you, you burn know, out. To me, that pit stop on the weekend where it's like I don't have to run around. I don't, you know, like I know a lot of people went to Art Basel, and that's great. But somebody posted a picture. You know, people posted pictures about art and all this kind of stuff. Somebody posted a picture of traffic. This is Art Basel. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get anywhere. It's like right. so. You know, what's what's the point? Uh, for me, it was a chill weekend too. Shay, any pictures of uh, our darling runway model? No, got nothing. Just did no some more little pictures. Little more little landscaping. The putting green is in in the backyard. So cool and putting green. This is like a resort. <laughs> Getting, uh, Mark, do me a favor. Offline, let's talk about what he's making. Right. <laughs> Getting sod, getting sod put in on Tuesday, and that's it. God, man. That's awesome. Where, where's the bar? Do you have bartenders? And yeah, that's, that's the next project. <laughs> awesome. Good for you. We have a fun-filled show. If you um, women get in here, because we're going to be focused on women. Um, uh, I think uh, Christian you know, said thanking us for coming to the event. On Friday, we were at the Magnolia Luncheon. We heard a keynote speaker who was amazing, Lisa Leslie. We'll share some of her takeaways. But for now, let's kick this thing off with Wake Up. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So uh, looks like John Malazzo is a regular. Welcome it's a regular. It's official. Might have to get him like a mug or a tri- or a t-shirt. Everything, or <laughs> everything you do, you got to do with consistency. So uh, nice job. Uh, thanks for being here. Um, so we are always preaching to you know be vulnerable, be authentic, get out, and just share a little bit of your personality. I was fortunate to uh, start last year to start working with a company, uh, Sistel. We've talked about the Sistel sisters. And now Mark is carrying that torch and doing a bunch of leadership stuff for them. But they posted something that just shows you how far they have come. They had an <laughs> event Saturday night called Sistelebration. But this was in, in anticipation of their Christmas or holiday party. Show me celebration, baby. Jesus, until you elevate. 
Pictures from the event look phenomenal, and the feedback that they got from the vendors and from the people that were there sounded like it was a really excellent event. So I'm looking forward to catching up with them after the Daily Huddle. I am super proud of them because prior to us, that would have never happened. But you see Ralph in the center? Man. Yeah, yeah. No, the- so, you know, uh, it, it is really great to see. So congratulations to them. Um, now I'm going to ask a question. Um, I know you two know because you've seen the notes, but who is Julianne Stitch? So we're going to pass that out to the audience, those of you that are listening and watching. Can you tell us who Julianne, what is it? Stitch. Stitch is. How'd you come across Julianne? Um, So it's a a hot story right now. Um, I pay attention to clues. You know, I'm constant. I use the weekends to research. I do a lot of reading. There's a lot of things. I don't go down the rabbit hole of shit that's negative. I look for things that are positive, that make me feel good, that are signs of change and people who have achieved great thing. Um, so uh, what is what is Christian? Is he trying to be funny? Julian, that's the juice. So. Julianne is the head soccer coach of the men's team at the University of Chicago. And she became the first woman to coach a men's soccer team to an NCAA championship. How about them apples? Congratulations. That's incredible. I mean, Lori, quiet. What? Listen, well, I was letting Mark weigh in. I mean, listen, I think soccer is seeing lots of firsts for women. Stephanie Frappert, uh, all team, women team of referees uh, that coached, uh, that refed in the um, World Cup for the first time. Uh, you know, so I think it, the sport is, you know, starting to come Come into the, the 21st century. The thing I think that's most significant about it is, is that you have a female that is leading a team of males in a male sport that had success. That to me just says a thousand things about what's possible, right? And and like how backwards can corporate America be or could business be if, if it can happen in athletics? You're telling me that a woman can't run your business? Like, what, what are we talking about here? Well, uh, I think the other, I just want to bring up one too. Both articles and both of those examples of women in soccer, right, taking on leadership roles, both talked about how they were so accepted by the men, whether it was on the team that they were coaching or the teams that they were refing. Um, and I think that's a sign of change as well, right? Because yeah. in the past, that might not have gone over real big. So I want to correct myself. Her name is Sitch, not Stitch, Stitch. not Stitch. It's Julianne Sitch. So uh, I, I'm glad we got it. that correct. But but I do want to direct you to on this topic. Um, <laughs> Dave Chappelle does a bit about if LeBron James decided to change genders. Right? We're not going there. We're not, we're not going to this joke. I do want to stay on this topic though because of change and of change in leadership. What's happening right now with Deion Sanders going to the University of Colorado? And for those of you that have not watched 
his team meeting. Oh. Unbelievable first meeting. And it's just a different, it's a different business now, right? Like he's leaving to go take a job and he knows that he's taking some of those players from Jackson state with him prior to the transfer portal. That's not even possible. Right. That's not even a thought that you could do that. And so now you're seeing somebody who's going from a lower level of ball to a higher level of ball in, in a matter of resources and saying, no, 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 I'm going to bring my guys with me and I'm going to have my core group of dudes that we're going to change this culture. And you're either going to figure out a way to get in with my guys or you're going to be out of here. And he says that to the team. He mean, I'm going to just go watch it. Have everybody go watch it because the way he addresses the team in changing culture was phenomenal. Well, I'm going to play it tomorrow because tomorrow I want to talk about the bowl games. There were so many lessons to take away, um, you know, so, but in fairness, I want to keep this on um, education women. Uh, I want to talk about, you know, Lisa, Lisa Leslie, Leslie today, but um, Miriam Webster dictionary came out with the word of the year and the word of the year is gaslighting. Mark, Lori, do you know what gaslighting is? I'm going to need the definition. I mean, I, I know what it is in sense, but I need the definition. I Lori? think it's, it's when you're, because uh, I heard this once, uh, probably a few months ago was the first time I heard it. And I think it was, the person was referring to that, that the other person was trying to make them feel that they, that their opinion, right, was not right. And then kind of changing right? What happened and how it went down and all of I mean, that. So it's kind of like manipulation. So the the term I've always used for this is stirring the pot, right? right? Like you're in a conversation with a group of people or with somebody and like you throw out the comment that you know is going to trigger everybody in the room, even if you don't believe it. It might not even be something that you, that you stand behind or that you believe, but you're putting it out there to start so, the fire. Shay, Shay, can I have an X please? I was going to say, I don't think that that is the... Literate human beings, yes, you're wrong. It's manipulation. And this is very important from leadership. This is insane how important this is. To gaslight someone means to manipulate them into doubting their own perceptions, experiences, understanding of events, and that's according to the American Psychological Association. So what it really means is when a boss has no idea about a subject, but they make another person who works for them feel like you don't know what the hell you're doing. If right. it were me, I would have done it this way. You or know who you are or questioning who you are. Questioning who you are, your abilities, your capabilities. Listen, if I had done that to you, the online side of our business would never happen. The reason why your job as a leader is to remove the obstacles so that smarter people can get to the top. That is your job. I firmly believe that. I don't know that I was great at that in the beginning of my career. I know I learned it. I, I knew it and then learned it. But this gaslighting thing is a big deal because there's people popping off at the mouth who are in authority who don't know, which sure. I will tell you one of the biggest things about this is when you get flack, you work for a company, you get flack for doing your own social media. That is clearly gaslighting. Right. That is, you don't know, what the hell are you talking about? You know, It's true. What do you think? 
No, I, I think, you know, that's probably the biggest problem in leadership is having people who feel the need to be an expert in everything all the time, as opposed to being invested in their people, building capacity in their people and being open to influence. I think they're complete opposites. So, you know, I, I love that they've termed it gaslighting. I'd love to figure out how that term came came to be. Something for but, you and I to study. It's something for you and I to teach leadership that sometimes you just, if you don't know, it's okay to say, I don't know. It's good to not know. You know good what I mean? Know. Like, you don't have to have the answers all the time. Yeah, what do you think? Way, way over time. I'm going to skip motivational music. And Shay, show me the Magnolia Luncheon. Boom. Um, what a fun, what a fun day. Now, look at the size of Lisa Leslie. Um, we got to take a picture with her. Um, Six but, four without heels, if you remember correctly. Um, yeah, uh, but I, that's the tallest woman I can remember being around. But she gets on stage. They do an interview style. Um, what's both of your perceptions? Because she left a nugget, a, a lot of nuggets. But what was your perception of her? Laura, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I thought, first of all, I thought very real, real, right? That was the first thing that hit me. She was, she was funny. Uh, she was, you know, she was authentic. And, and I think that's why everybody could relate to what she was saying. I thought it was really interesting because she said, you know, people look at her, see that she's six, four and figure, oh, she can dunk the ball. She can right? She was the first woman to dunk. She talked about that. But she talked about the hard work and the discipline and what it took, right? It wasn't just her height. Um, and so, but she had always been a kid who was really focused and disciplined. You could hear that in her talk. And so I think that is her nature, but I really liked her. I love that she had her daughter there with her uh, because I think our young, our daughters need to come with us to see their moms. I remember when my daughter said to me, um, it was towards the end of the divorce. And she said, mom, but moms don't work. Right. And so I love that she had her daughter there and was a role model uh, for her that day. So um, I, I really enjoyed her. I, and she wasn't preachy. She wasn't preachy. She was as down to earth and authentic and genuine and human as you could be as somebody who's been an Olympian and won gold medals been a professional athlete and won championships, the first to do this, the first to do that, and to be an, you know, extraordinarily large human, you know, like I was, they said she was a badass woman. I said, no, she is a tall, badass woman. Right. Like to, to have all of those things and to be somebody that you felt like you were looking at eye to eye with and then drop all of the nuggets that she dropped was phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like you said, Laura, you can't get away from the fact that the underlying theme to everything she said was discipline. Yeah. When she yeah, talked to me, yeah. for me, she, when she told the story about um, when she started to travel for basketball young, um, she, someone referred to her as poor and she goes, right. what are you talking about? Right. I'm not poor. You know, she thought she was rich, um, which to me was like a mic drop. It sure. was like, it's all in your head, figuring out what, what success is. Um, I thought- What for, you focus on, right? For her, she was like, I didn't know that everybody else had more than me. So I was like, what we have is what we have. And it's enough to to to, to work, you know? And I thought, so I think- 
I don't know if you guys caught this and maybe as a woman, right, I was more sensitive or more in tune with what she said, but she talked about when she had her kids and she was still playing basketball and they asked her about balance. And she was like, there's no freaking thing as balance. Right. (laughs) And she said, you know, but it's hard to give a hundred percent to anything when you've got that many things pulling at you. Uh, But, and I think, and she said, she said what I always say, would you ask a man if he's got balance (laughs) in his life? No. The answer is absolutely unequivocally. No. Unbelievable. Uh, Mark, give me her three keys to success. So the three keys to success, the first one was prayer. The second second one was written goals to remind you of the sacrifice. So that, that to me was, she didn't just say, just write your goals down. She said, write your goals down so that you know what you're sacrificing. And I could talk about sacrifice for a while because that was a big thing in yesterday's uh, liturgy. But the third thing um, was the actual sacrifice. So prayer, written goals, and then knowing what the sacrifice is and having that tangible so that you're not unaware, right? Like I write my goals down. I know exactly what they are. And right next to what those goals are that I want or what are the things I have to give up or what are the things I have to turn over in order to be able to get those things and reach what I want to do. But it all started with prayer for her. So I thought those were three really great fundamentals. Uh, Lori, bring us home. Shay, we need overtime. Can I see overtime, please? Because, Lori, I want you to talk to about choice. Yeah. And we'll go to overtime. So, yeah, so I thought what she left us with was, was invaluable. And I actually, on Saturday, over the weekend, when I was talking about courage and commitment and clarity, said courage is a choice. Commitment is a choice, right? You have a choice to to be bold and go for it or not. And she talked about choices, right? And making choices in life. Her, and then she made it into a, um, whatever, whatever they call acronym. that. Acronym. acronym. Thank you. Uh, so choice. C was for competence uh, and right, but knowledge and, and gaining knowledge. Educating yourself. Educating, Educating yourself. Yep. yourself. H Huge. was for hard, yeah. H was for hard work. Uh, O was for optimism, being positive, looking at things with a positive attitude. I was for integrity. And she talked about that being really, really an important ingredient. C was for courage and E was for execution. And she talked a little bit about execution. Um, And I even said that on Saturday, commitment is great, but I mean, courage is great, but courage without commitment does not equal execution, right? And I thought her her tidbit on optimism, her little like, you know, after her little add-on to that was keep your environment optimistic, which I was like, whoa, that not just about you, not just about the way your brain is working. Keep your environment optimistic. What's on the walls? Who are the people around you? You know, what are the things you're feeding yourself? What are you watching? What are you listening? What are you reading to? Your environment has to be positive and optimistic. That to me was like, yeah, it's not just about you. It's about everything else that surrounds you that creates that environment. So I I loved the event. Congratulations to Chris and Mary Beth and Kathleen and all the people at United Way. If you, so let me do it two points. Number one is Mark and I were one of only 10 men in a room in, in a room of 400 women. What a supercharged place to be. 
if you have not attended this luncheon, you should, <laughs> because it was really the power players of the market, the networking that went on prior to the luncheon. I never thought they'd get people to sit down. I mean, yeah. it was it was incredible. The electricity in the room. Shout out to Joy Linsky, who had a table next to ours. A lot of great people that were there. We had a fun table. It was really fun. So um, if you want to help other women, right, and you want to help yourself, execute, do things that are for women and about women. You know, and I want to leave. There were two things that, that we didn't touch on that she talked about. One was giving back. She talked as she was shouting out to some young people uh, on a team. She's coaching young girls, right? Giving back um, when, you, when you've had success. And then the second thing was, I just want everybody to remember, right? We talk about sports, leadership. She took all those, those attributes. She took all those strengths from sports and now, right, applies them to business. So I think, um, you know, there's that transfer of skills, Unbelievable. We lost Mark, I think, but uh, I jumped in. The one thing that was super funny uh, for me, and this is how we'll close, was that um, she said that, you know, she was playing in L.A. So was Kobe. She would be in the gym at 530 and see Kobe coming in. What she did not say was that was Kobe's second time in the gym that morning. <laughs> so. Right. Kobe is a 4 a.m. guy, so uh, super cool. What a great way to uh, to kick off the week. You have a choice. Follow the the steps of people who have done it before. Lori, as always, thank you for joining us. Love it's it. Thank delightful. you for having me. Have a great, great week. I think I see you once or twice this week, which will be great. But uh, for everybody, let's get on the ball. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak My friends keep telling me to leave this So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more